Hey everyone, and welcome to the Choosing Happiness podcast. My name is Caitlin, and I am the host, and this is a podcast where I interview those in my life who have been influential and inspiring to me and helped reminded me that happiness is a choice, no matter the hard circumstances that we go through. And this week, I was able to sit down with my friend Jake, and Jake is one of the greatest humans I have ever met on the face of the planet. And I say that every time, but Jake just has a soul that is so pure and so kind and loving, and he actually volunteered to do the podcast. I didn't have to ask him or anything, so that's fun. So (laughs) he's the first guest to volunteer, which makes it even better, and I love um, my discussion with Jake. I loved it, and we really talked about how the gospel and the knowledge that like we are children of God has influenced him in his life and has helped him um, recognize that he can be happy despite all the hardships that he goes through. And pay attention to the quote that he shares at the beginning because it is incredible. Anyways, I'm just going to get right into it. Okay, here we go. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Today I'm sitting down with a good, good, dear friend of mine um, named Jake. And I'll just have him introduce himself. Hi, everybody. I'm Jake. Um, I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. I am a student currently. I study the Old Testament. I'm a really big nerd. I love uh, language and basketball. And I hope to teach seminary for the church someday. The Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, that is. Oh, plug. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, some few other introductory questions. Describe yourself in three words. Well, if you ask my roommates, they'd say tall, nice, and spiritual. <laughs> That's so um, great. <coughs> but describe yourself. Yes, yes. I'd agree with spiritual. I think I'm a little bit. Do hyphenated words count? Mm-hmm. Okay. Fun loving, you could say. Okay. Um, and. Uh, I try to be kind. I hope that that's something that I am. You are very much so. Uh, Slams phone on table. Oops. All good. Okay. Do you have any? Do you use emojis? I do occasionally. Do you have any favorite or most used ones? Um, there's like a. I don't use it that often, but I really love it. They just added it to the iPhone recently, and it's like this really weird. Uh, Awkward, like, I don't even know. Its mouth is all messed up and, okay, like, one eye exactly is squished in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely not what you're talking about. That's a great one. I think that describes how I feel, like, 73% of the time, so. Very specific. Yeah. I like it. Okay. And then do you have any life mottos or mantras or quotes that you just really like and want to embody? Um, There's one I was thinking about, actually, recently. It's by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. I have no idea who she is, but she said some good stuff. She said, the most beautiful people we have known are those who have known defeat, known suffering, known struggle, known loss, and have found their way out of the depths. These persons have an appreciation, a sensitivity, and an understanding of life that fills them with compassion, gentleness, and a deep loving concern. Beautiful people don't just happen. Wow. 
I really like that. Yeah. Why do you think it like touched you the way that it did? I just love the idea that like anybody can be a beautiful person and oftentimes it's because of our hardest things that we are that way. Mm-hmm. But I believe that we have to choose to become that way as a result of our challenges mm-hmm. rather than just like if we suffer we'll be good someday. Yeah. I think you have to choose it in the moment. Yeah. Choose to overcome it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Oh, I really like that, Jake. Thank you. Super inspiring. Super influential. As always. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. To start off to start us off, how do you define happiness? Oh, that's a good question. I believe that happiness is being confident in who you are and comfortable with the decisions that you make. And for me particularly, that has a lot to do with making decisions that I know are in accordance with God's desires for my life. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I feel like that's something different than most people have said. Mm-hmm. So like, where do you think that stemmed from? Um, I just, ha- I have a confidence of like, that God actually wants what's best for me. Mm-hmm. And also that ultimately he is the one that will judge me that has, he has a perfect understanding of all things. And so when I'm living in a way that's comfortable with him and with his will and what he wants for me, then I can have a sure understanding that I'm actually doing what's right. And yeah. that that brings me happiness. Even if it's trying, if I'm going through difficult times, mm-hmm. I know that he's happy with what I'm doing. And unlike anyone else, he actually understands all things. And so he has the clearest perspective. And I've just found that when I let other people determine if the decisions that I make are good or bad, then I can never find you can't please everybody. Yeah. But God doesn't change and God is perfectly concerned with our happiness and our progression. And so if he's the only one that we're worried about pleasing, we'll be we it's easier easier to be content. Yeah. How do you have that confidence in yourself? Or how do you find that confidence in yourself? That like you're making good choices? Um, like, how do I know that I'm making the right choices? Um, well, in the beginning, you said that, like, happiness is having, like, the confidence in mm. yourself. So, yes. like, how do you get that confidence? I, it comes from an understanding of who God is and who I am as his son. Um, and understanding that, I can understand certain things that he expects of me, but also understand that he's very merciful with me and my shortcomings and mistakes that I make and as I've come to understand those things and tried to remember those things my identity and who he is his characteristics then that's I think that's the heart of it is knowing who you are and who God is and your relationship with him and then choosing to make decisions based off that information Mm -hmm. Because your identity is like one that's eternal and that's never going to change. Right. I love that. Thank you. What are some things in your life that make you happy? And these can be like anything. <laughs> um, I love, oh man, there's so many good things. 
Name them all. Um, I love my nieces. They bring me so much joy. Hey, the way J- Jake interacts with kids is my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> Anyways, continue. I just, you know, I love playing games with them. How many do you have? I have, uh, I forget sometimes, three for my brother, two for my sister, another one for my sister. So I have six nieces and one nephew. And they are just the light of my life. Like, I go home to visit my parents and my siblings, but really I go home to visit my nieces and nephew. I just, uh, it's so fun trying little ways to bring smiles to their faces and just tease them and give them little secret missions that I know will make them laugh and whatever it may be. Awesome. Oh, other Any, things. I was like, anything else makes you happy? Um, yeah. I So I went camping a couple of weeks ago, and it was amazing. We were just driving out to, like, one of the most isolated parts of the United States. Like, there are no – that is – that area of south, southeastern Utah is the part of the United States with the least light pollution. And we were just, like, looking up at the stars at this place called Hammer Rock. And – I was just, I, I was like screaming. I was so excited and happy. It was just so awesome to be away from the noise and the busyness and just take in the stars and the awesome canyons and everything that that's there. I love nature and being out there. I also find a lot of happiness just in relating with people and learning more about them and spending time it's really valuable to me, like connecting emotionally with people and sharing personal experiences and hearing theirs and just trying to connect yeah. and help people feel heard and feeling heard myself. It's so important. Mm-hmm. Cool. I like all these things. Thank you. Um, Jake, can we talk a little bit? About, like, the question that you really like asking people, like, their top three goals. But can we ask you, like, what your... Oh, yes. This is when I knew that Jake was one of the best guys that I'll ever meet. Oh. Because of these goals. So, the question is, for you listeners, um, what are the three things that you are most excited for in your life? Like, looking forward. For me, number one is being a dad. That is everything. I can't, like, I love my nieces. I can't wait to have my own kids and just be able to love them as I, like, love my siblings' kids. Number two, I really am pumped to be married and just find somebody that I can struggle with and, like, grow with and learn from and serve and just trust and all of the things, which I don't know very much about because I'm not there, but I just imagine it's a very soul-stretching experience. Um, <clears throat> number three, I'm really excited to hopefully someday be a seminary teacher and work helping youth come to know the Savior and what he teaches. Just because I had people that, that did that in my life, and that has made all the difference in helping me to be happy. See, we could just end right there. Jake, you're just so great. Stop. <laughs> Kicking the table. So excited. Okay. What do you turn to in hard times? So, like, 
the opposite of happiness is like sadness. So what do you turn to in these sad times to like get yourself out of them or to like learn from them? I think it depends on what the challenge is. Because mm -hmm. sometimes I go through spiritually difficult times when I don't really want to turn to God and I don't want to read my scriptures or pray or whatever it may be. Um, one place, though, that I always love to go, I love to go to the temple and just be there. It helps me disconnect from the world and kind of leave things aside and just be in a place where it's just so filled with light and peace. Um, a lot of times I turn to my siblings. I have two sisters that I'm really close with and or my mom and I'll call them and share with them what I'm going through and try to find some encouragement. I also have found that getting enough rest is very helpful in me. Enduring hard times and getting exercise, of course, is just lots of fun and uh, just helps me to feel better. So, um, but yeah, there are definitely times when um, I turn to to God. I pray and I study the scriptures because I know that if I do that, that I found counsel and peace there in the past. Mm -hmm. um, last October. Yeah, my grandpa passed away, and that was really hard. I am the only one here in Utah. My family's all in Arizona. And um, when I first saw the text, I was a little bit caught off guard. I thought it would be two or three more days at least until he passed away. But um, my mom just texted me. It's like, hey, grandpa passed away. And, uh, like I said, caught me off guard. I was home alone. All my roommates who I'm pretty close with were gone. And I was like, I'm fine. It's fine. You know, I know about the plan of salvation. I've like, my grandma passed away before. It's fine. We knew it was coming. All the people, we, all the things we tell ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then I had some work to do. So I went to my desk to get to work on it. I was starting with a prayer and I just, immediately started sobbing and just felt really alone and really sad and um, it was just really hard to be by myself at that time and so I um, I prayed like I said and I felt a great sense of comfort as I did that um, and then I asked a friend if They'd come over and just be with me, and that was really helpful. But, yeah, I think mostly it's turning to God and turning to people in my life for support. Yeah. And then there are other little things that kind of just help me stay um, motivated and also kind of help me forget about my challenges for at least a little bit. Yeah. Thank you. Um... Do you think that there is a difference between joy and happiness? Yes, I do. Would you like to share your thoughts? Sure. Thank you. <laughs> I, uh, 
See, this is problematic because <laughs> the way I define happiness might better fit what I perceive to be joy. Okay. Um, you can change your definition. It's okay. I think happiness tends to be a much more kind of um, temporary state, whereas joy is something that persists. And the reason that that's problematic in my previous definition is because I believe that as long as we understand who we are and can maintain an understanding of that, remember that we're children of God and that God loves us and and that if we live in a way that is pleasing to him, then we can have joy. Mm-hmm. And that will last as long as that will last forever. Mm-hmm. But happiness um, might come in shorter moments, like when I was camping and enjoying the stars. I mean, if I had stayed there for four hours all night looking at the stars, there would have come a point where they probably would have gotten tired of it or um, something like that. Um, but that in that way, happiness is very temporary. It's kind of a, you know, it's just, a, you know, I've experienced it. It's just a good feeling, and, but I do believe there's a difference. So I'm going to slightly alter my definition, I guess. Okay. No, happiness is more momentary. Okay. Momentary confidence? <laughs> yeah, kidding. I don't know if confidence, see, that's a thing. Lots of nuance. I think joy is, like I said, that persisting confidence in who we are and our relationship with God, whereas happiness is more momentary or short-term, mm-hmm. just kind of pleasure, enjoyment. Or, yeah. You know. Does that ever make you upset or like sad that like staring at the stars for like four hours like won't continue to make you happy? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Because there's so many things, so many things in this life that can bring us joy. And like I shared from that favorite, my, one of my favorite quotes, we can't always be in that happy state. Yeah. We have to have sorrow. We have to have struggle. We have to have loss. We have to have those things because that's what makes us into beautiful people and helps us to relate with others and to grow and to stretch and become more. So I'm okay with stars only being cool for four hours. Okay. And then, you know, a couple of nights later, they'll be cool again. So Fair. it's great. <laughs> awesome. Um, what is one of your favorite ways to get out of a bad mood? Um, I... <clears throat> I really like to play basketball. That's really fun for me. Um, but also, I just love spending time with my roommates. We'll jump in the car and go to McDonald's or something and just blast some silly music and dance in the car horribly and <laughs> sing. And I just think that's really good fun and can help me to kind of get out of things a little bit. Yeah. Kind of take your mind away. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I have so many questions. I don't always like asking them all. I have another list of all these questions. Just Hit me with it. Um, ooh. I like this one. Okay. Are you as happy as you thought you'd be when you imagined life as an adult? That's a really good question. <clears throat> 
I, uh, I'm not sure that I ever thought, like, I will be this happy, you know, when I'm an adult. It was more just the idea of, like, freedom and, like, <laughs> I can choose to go wherever I want and mm-hmm. do stuff, you know. Um, <clears throat> and it's not just that becoming an adult, like, provides you a chance to be happy. I think, like, the point of this podcast, I think it's something you choose. So I would say yes. I am quite content with and happy with how my life is as an adult. Wow. I've been exceptionally blessed and um, absolutely have challenges and have gone through hard things, but I really know that the Lord has done a lot to help me and it's taken care of me, and I get to enjoy some of my freedoms and enjoy time with people that I care about most. So. Okay, I like that. That's awesome. Um, okay, since you love your nieces and nephew mm-hmm. so much, um, how would you instruct a child to be happy? I think I would tell them to love God and try to follow his commandments and be selfless. Okay. Be more concerned about helping other people. Yeah. Have you found that to be easy? Teaching kids that? No, doing oh, that. Oh, in my life, I was like, <laughs> like I don't I think I've ever taught kids. <laughs> Um, okay, Jake, next time you go home. Yeah. A couple of weeks. Um, how do I find that to be easy? It has to be... It, it's a very intentional pursuit mm-hmm. that sometimes I forget about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really easy in the midst of finals and school and work and your know, goals and everything to forget that there are other people around you mm-hmm. and that they're also going through hard things. And I have striven to have a balance of that in my life, but I know that there are times when I have not done as well as I could. But mm-hmm. um, I think if you make it a focus, you can, you'll can you make time for it. I had a really cool opportunity. I was talking to my parents at the end of, not last semester, but the one before. Um and I don't have any money, but my parents have some of the money. And so I asked them if I could buy a bunch of granola bars on Amazon and hand it out to people at finals week. So they bought me like three boxes of those awesome granola bars that are really cheap. And I, it literally took like 16, 20 minutes, something like that. And I just went around the library and just said, Hey, do you want a girl bar? And you would not believe how people were just like, oh my goodness, thank you so much. Like almost welling up in tears because here's this little like 100-calorie sugary <laughs> granola bar, you know? And it was just a really cool experience because like it probably cost my parents like 30 bucks and – in some small way, that day of finals for them, I hope, was easier. Mm-hmm. And it just, like I said, took me 15, 20 minutes. And then I went back to studying or whatever I was working on. And it just brought me a lot of happiness to be able to see that response in other people that they're yeah. very you know, grateful for, such a simple thing. Mm-hmm. So it is hard, but it doesn't have to be as hard as we make it a lot of the time. I think there's so many little opportunities every single day that we can serve other people. I really, I try to 
always look for people that I know as I'm walking around campus and every time I see them, my goal is just to help them feel like a million bucks. It's just, Hey, how are you doing? And ask them about something that they told you about a week ago Mm -hmm. and how it went. And I think that that's been, uh, you know, I think there've been times when people have said to me afterwards, Hey, thank you for that. Like, I appreciate that. And, I don't do it for their gratification. I mean, mm-hmm. that's probably happened 1% of the time. <laughs> um, but it just shows that, like, we can do lots of things, mm-hmm. like, to help other people. And that, that brings me great happiness. And it's really easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. a small thing. I have a question. And I don't want this to sound, like, negative. Mm-hmm. But so, like, why do you serve others? This is not the negative question. <laughs> okay. Um... Well, people have done it for me. Mm-hmm. I remember in high school, I was this awkward, chubby, insecure, uh, little, you know, ninth grader. Oh, and no, you can laugh. I laugh at myself. I mean, I wore this, my parents were in charge of this little conference thing. And at the end of it, they took home all the extra t-shirts. I hadn't gone, but I wore the same shirt. Like I had three of the same shirts that I would wear was a seafoam green. It was, it was horrible. I'd wear it three days a week, you know, and just had no confidence in myself. And I remember this guy in my uh, stake that I really looked up to. He was like the student body president at school and everybody loved Michael. He was just so cool. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was walking down the hall going one way and I saw him coming the other way. And I was just like, it's Michael. Like, wow. You know, fangirling a little bit. <laughs> and then as he passed me, he just put his hand up and gave me this huge high five, like so loud, you know. I just remember walking away from that. And I was like, I felt like a million bucks that Michael was willing to do something as simple as recognize me. This like lowly, awkward, chubby freshman mm-hmm. as we passed each other. And I just realized after that, I can do that for other people. Mm-hmm. I'm not as cool as Michael Case or whatever, but, you know, everybody just wants to be acknowledged and recognized and felt that people care about them. And So that's one reason I serve people is because people have done it for me and it's made a really big difference in my life. Um, but also because I believe that that's what the Savior would do if mm-hmm. he were here. It's just small and simple things all the time, mm-hmm. constantly reaching out to people in small ways and sitting to have a conversation with somebody and just listening. And So I strive to be like him, even though I'm far from it. That's uh, It just happens over time with little steps. So. Yeah. Goodness, Jake, I've dug myself in a hole and you already brought Jesus into this. Okay, I was going to keep going with my thought process. Yeah, do it. Okay, so would you say that, like, serving makes you feel good? I think I know where you're going with this. Okay, you probably do. (laughs) Yes, it does. So do I serve just for the good feeling? Well, no, I just... (laughs) That's not the question (laughs) It's very similar. I was going to say, like, do you think, like, service is, like, complete, like, selflessness? Because, like, um, I've asked people before, like, what do you do to like, get out of my boot, bad mood? Mm-hmm. And they, like, serve others. And that, right. like, makes them feel better. And so it's like, right. 
is service like a selfish thing or is it a selfless thing? And I'm not saying that there's like a right or wrong answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you brought Jesus into it, so I'm not a bad person for asking this question. I <laughs> I think that we I really believe in the principle of fake it till you make it. Okay. Ooh. And so I believe we strive for complete selflessness. Uh-huh. And in we as we serve, the way that we can do that is by leaving anonymous notes mm-hmm. or not dropping little hints that like we did things uh-huh. um, because it's not it's not about that. Yeah. Um, but and we're all imperfect. I've certainly done all of those things where I write my name or I drop a hint to my roommate saying, oh, I was with this friend of mine, like, oh, what were you doing? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. I was helping them, you know. Um, absolutely, I've done that. But like I said, I think we strive for selflessness. And the only way to do it is to serve. And it does help us feel good. And okay. I don't think that's bad. Okay. Thank you. You made my question a lot better than <laughs> Okay. Oh, thank you. I really like that. Okay. Um, is there any like things that you want to say, like advice you want to give, guidance about like choosing happiness? <clears throat> Anything you can give, like some cool like Old Testament Ooh. stuff. We'll have a whole whole Old Testament lesson. Go ahead. That'd be great. Yeah. Some Hebrew. How do Hebrew words translate? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was thinking about this earlier, about experiences where I realized that I could choose my happiness. Now, I also really believe that sometimes in our lives, we cannot control our emotions, Mm -hmm. which is a dangerous thing because um, I think that uh, that might give some people license or feeling that Whatever they do, they're not responsible for. But um, I do believe that sometimes we, because of how our brains work and other things, um, that we do not have a perfect control over our emotions and how we feel. Um, But I, I was thinking about a time when I was a freshman and I was really overwhelmed. I didn't really have any friends on campus. And... You know, just adjusting to school was really taxing for me. Um, I didn't necessarily take my academics super seriously in high school, and so coming to college, I really needed to get on scholarship to pay for it, so I just felt like a lot of weight, and it was just very taxing. And I kind of was starting to slip into some sort of a panic attack. I was really sleep-deprived. I was getting up at 3 a.m. every day to work, and so I just was not taking care of myself in a lot of ways. Um, but I remember walking back to my apartment and I just, like I said, started to slip into this panic attack because I was thinking about everything that was happening. And, and I was able to realize what was happening in my mind um, and with my emotions. And so I immediately just started listing things that I was grateful for. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty much a prayer to Heavenly Father saying, like, I need help and I'm struggling and I'm just going to tell you all the things I'm grateful for. 
And I listed probably 20 or 30 things. You know, my family, I'm grateful for these beautiful mountains and all these things that surrounded me. Really good roommates and loving family and whatever it was. And it was amazing. I just felt myself lifted out of this darkness that was that panic attack. And that was just a really powerful experience for me because um, it became really clear to me, one, the power of gratitude in helping us to be happy, but also that that was something that I could choose to do um, that would help me to be less stressed and to just be happier. Mm-hmm. Um, that, like I said, very powerful lesson for me. But other final words, it's just give yourself more credit than you do. We should always, I think. Mm-hmm. We always accept when you're trying and know that that is so meaningful. Just that you're trying means so much. And that even if you fall short of some imaginary standard that you probably set for yourself, that, one, you don't even need that standard because the Lord probably has a different one. All he really asks of us is that we try. Mm-hmm. We try our best, but we just try. Yeah. And two, just also you're a human and recognize that. There's only one perfect person that walked this planet and... Surprise, not you. Sorry. Um, and so, like, you're going to mess up. And that's the beauty of the of this life is we'll mess up. But it's the people who choose to learn from it, that choose to smile and pick themselves up and keep moving forward and try to turn outward and count their blessings. All these things. These are the people that... We'll be happy. We don't have to be millionaires. We don't have to be the best in school and sports and whatever to be happy. There are such so many happy people that just do like normal stuff. Like they get three point two GPAs and they graduate from like (laughs) and they graduate from like mediocre universities, but they like are so happy. Uh We don't we set these expectations in our, particularly in our American, like, achievement-oriented mm-hmm. society. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> the end. <laughs> no, thank you a lot. I really appreciate it. Also, I love that you have been the only person that has volunteered to be on my podcast. All the other people I've reached out to and asked them, but Jake's like, so when am I going to be on it? <laughs> and then I scheduled a time, and he didn't show up. Oh, yeah. That's, uh... Like I said, only one per- perfect perfect person to walk this planet. Certainly, certainly, it's not me. <laughs> but thank you so much, Jake. I think you're the best. And I know these listeners will think that as well. Probably not, but thanks for taking me. I'm <laughs> to talk about it. Okay, bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Okay, I hope you all enjoyed and just got something out of this episode. And... I just want to say, and I just feel like I need to say that you are all loved, and no matter the hard times that you're going through right now, or the unfortunate circumstances, circumstances, sorry, that are happening in your life, um, please remember that there are people in this world that love you, and even if you think that there is no one in this world that loves you, there is 
a loving Heavenly Father that He is always there and He He loves you and He wants the best for you. And I love that that was kind of the message of Jake's um, episode was that we are, we really are sons and daughters of God. And, and I know that to be true and I hope you all have a wonderful week. And if you like what you've heard, please give us a rating, subscribe, share with your friends. Honestly, I don't really look at the numbers of people who listen to the podcast because I don't really know what even to compare it to. But I do want more people to listen to it. Um, I just feel like there are so amazing, so many amazing stories that I have heard in my life that I want others to know as well. So if you feel like you have a friend that could really benefit from one of these episodes, please feel free to share it. Anyways, hope you all have a great week. See you next week.